Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Bridget. We are the co-founders of the Work Your Worth podcast, where we have transparent conversations about what it takes to uncover and utilize your value at the highest level. You've listened to the first three episodes, and can I tell you that we have gotten so much wonderful feedback, and that means so much. It really shows just how important this is for us to keep doing it, and we feel I've been feeling so much gratitude lately just for this whole process. I agree, and just like to everyone who's reached out who we haven't even spoken to in years, I think... Honestly, that's one of the more exciting parts about it because we get to reconnect with so many different people who we may have lost touch with. And if you've reached out to us and said anything, just know that you are very, very appreciated and you made us smile so much. Like all the smiles and the (laughs) reviews and going to coffee. I know that I got to go to coffee with somebody and it was awesome. And it was because she listened to the podcast and it really made her think about things so shout out to all of you guys who took the effort to listen comment it means a lot yes yeah so today we're going to talk about something that you've heard us mention briefly in our previous podcast that is our whys every single person has a why whether they know it or not many people you know they don't uncover it right away um According to Simon Sinek, who you may know from his incredible TED Talk on the subject, your why is the reason you get up in the morning. It's the purpose, cause, or belief that inspires you to do what you do. Knowing your why as a business owner is so, so important because as Simon puts it, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. That is so true. I mean, just think about Tom's the company. I still remember when I watched the commercial for the first time and I was in high school and my initial thought was those shoes are hideous. I would never wear them, but I want to help underprivileged children in third world countries. And guess what I did? You totally bought them. I eventually did buy a pair of Toms. I mean, you know, I, I developed a liking to the style, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's for the, the why is just so good and so powerful. How can you not? Yeah. That's so funny. When they first came out to you, I was the same way. I was like, those are the ugliest shoes. I, I just started seeing people wearing them. I didn't know the why. And then after, I almost felt like a jerk for yes. being like, Ooh. It was because, I feel like because at that time, they weren't stylish. So if you were wearing a pair of Toms, you were a good person. You were a good person. You totally <laughs> were. It's like your badge of honor. Yes. Uh, I... Just really, I think that why, anything, once you learn the why behind something, you're so much more bought in. Totally. (laughs) Like, guys, you're going to learn this about me eventually, so I may as well just come out and tell you, I have the world's biggest crush on Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) This is not even a joke. Like, I read his biography, I actually listened to it, and I learned so much about him. I knew a little bit about his story However, the more I learned about him and the more I learned about his laser focus on his purpose in life, I was like, you are so (laughs) cool. And I, I was instantly on the, I need to get a Tesla train. So that's on my five-year-old plan. I'm going to own a Tesla. 
Um, and so Elon Musk's his one why and purpose on this earth is to literally save humanity. Um, and he's going, he's going to find a way for us to live on Mars and that's that. So I mean, it's weird. I'm weird. However, learning somebody's why and just, it's attractive. Like it pulls your, your energy is pulled towards people who have that purpose. I think the vision too. Yeah. This is a total side note, but I can't stop giggling thinking if you and Elon got married, your name would be Mary Musk. Oh my gosh. Mary Musk on Mars. Mary Musk. <laughs> <laughs> it's our destiny, I think. I'm so sorry, Kenan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. So back on track. Back on track. Bye-bye, Mary Musk. Okay. <laughs> so in Simon Sinek's TED Talk about your why. Um, that TED talk specifically is so great because it highlights what a why is and the importance of it. However, we are here to just dig a little deeper with you today. We want to discuss the process that Mary and I individually went through in order to, in order to discover our whys. So Mary Musk, (laughs) I'll stop. That's the last time I story. Mary, let's start with you. What's your story? So... I have to be so completely honest because that's who I am. I fell into my why. It was never something that I purposely took those steps to line out. It just sort of unfolded organically as, I think just as you grow, um, you realize there, there are seeds that are planted throughout your life. And it's those like seeds that eventually like they grow up little, little sprouts, um, later in life. And you realize, okay, it was because of this that I am the way I am today. So when I started working at the Kinney team and being exposed to the Keller Williams culture, this idea of developing a why was really just like breathed into me. Um, in the past I felt like I had, I had a purpose. However, I never sat down and like, Hey, I need to define my life's why. (laughs) Of course, when you're like laying in bed at night, you are going to think about why you're on this earth. Um, But I wanted to dig deeper into really like what mattered to me, what drives me, what makes going to work every day worth it. And so quarter quarter crisis, I cannot speak clearly still, (laughs) quarter life crisis, Mary, as I was starting my new job, this was right after I'd quit med school. I really had lost my purpose for so long. I was one, just on one track all the way to becoming a doctor. And that was my why I was going to help people. Um, after I quit school though, I had to really reevaluate what was important to me. And what I realized is there were values that stood out throughout time, no matter my situation. I saw those patterns in my life. I saw trends and I knew these things that I always said to myself. And then one day I was like, well, wait, what if that just is my why? Maybe it's nothing big that you sit down and journal about. Maybe it's something that you knew all along. And so then I realized, okay, creating safe spaces for people really is my why. And it's something I've done since I was a little girl. And now the journey is how am I utilizing my why to grow bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. Oh, I love Accidental. <laughs> but about you though, how did you come into your why? Well, my story is a little different. I mean, first of all, that 
accidentally falling into your why is the most merry thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you... Mary is just brilliant, and I feel like on every podcast I just end up praising her because she's so wonderful. My ego. (laughs) Gotta pump it up. Pump it. So, finding my why was, it was really challenging for me, and my way of finding it was basically taking a systemized approach to the way Mary did it. So, I took a workshop, (laughs) a why workshop. I went on a retreat last year, and it was incredible. It was in... Washington. It was right outside of Seattle in this beautiful home with about maybe about 30 other girls who were all in admin and ops positions within Keller Williams. So that was really, really cool. And during that retreat, we had Elise Enriquez come out and she taught a Y Discovery workshop. And Elise is brilliant. She is talented and she just really helped us work through the steps of what it took to uncover your why. And that's what I need. I am someone who just, I need it laid out. I need a place. I need someone to ask me the hard questions so I can really tap into my thoughts and just tap into everything that I need to, you know, just figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so In this workshop, I learned that in order to uncover your why, you need to follow these eight steps. And the eight steps that I'm talking, that I'm going to be sharing with you, these are the steps that specifically stuck out to me that were really helpful with me discovering my why. So I want to share them with you. And if you're taking notes, I would encourage you to write these things down. If you're driving, don't take notes. (laughs) Don't note take and drive. Don't you dare. I almost got in two different car accidents driving here and I wasn't even taking notes. (laughs) Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I was wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So the first step that um, we did in the Why Discovery Workshop was identifying the roles that you have played in your... in your. Oh, excuse me. One, identify the roles that you have played and are currently playing in your life. So these roles, I mean, they can be as simple as wife, daughter, sister, friend. These roles can be doctor, CEO, student, counselor, any role that has ever been attached to you, waitress, you know, I mean, just any role that has ever been attached to you throughout your entire life, write it down. Step number two is identify how you went about fulfilling your duty in those roles when you were at your best. So, you know, when you were thriving in this role, when you were thriving as a friend, when you were thriving as a manager, thriving as a student, thriving in whatever position that you have previously been in, what were you doing? Were you being creative? Were you comforting someone? Were you effectively communicating? Were you displaying authenticity? Were you encouraging positivity? What, how were you fulfilling your duty? The third step is studying your past. So this will definitely cause you to dig a little deeper. And this is where you will start to discover the patterns that have been playing throughout your life. So in studying your past, ask yourself, what is your earliest childhood memory? What were your childhood aspirations? Was there ever a time when you felt unstoppable and on top of the world? What were you doing the last time you were in the zone and lost track of time? 
Describe a time when you felt amazing while overcoming a really huge challenge. When was there a time at work when you absolutely loved what you were doing? What is something in your personal life that you never want to experience again? How are you acting during the time of your life where things seem to be going the worst? So when you're answering those questions, it's really important to pay attention to your emotion, which is the next step. So while you're studying your past, ask yourself, how did I feel at this particular time? What emotions did I experience while I was on top of the world? What metaphors come to mind when you think back to overcoming a challenge? What made each experience memorable? What did you hate about these experiences, and what did you love about them? And that's when the patterns will really start to show. The things that you loved about those experiences, chances are that those are contributing to your why. The things that you hated about those experiences, that can also be contributing to your why as well. I mean, because it can show you what you don't want to experience, what you don't want to go through, what you don't want to, I don't know. It's, it's just very thought provoking. Yeah. I'm, as I'm, this is the first time just so that you guys all know that Bridget's even taken me through it. I was like, I want to be fresh. I want to experience this like you guys are. (laughs) And I'm what entering into this. Oh my gosh. Like, it's just interesting to just start mentally tallying all of those events that that led up to this. Yeah. Um, so keep going. And then I want to ask you some more questions at the end about the process. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so after you pay attention and acknowledge the emotions that you feel towards your past, you need to write down what you need to do in order to live the life you long for. So my personal example, what I needed to do in order to live the life I long for is I need to know my my value. I need to utilize my value and I need to help people understand their value. I need to explore the world and I just as cheesy as it sounds, I just want to impact lives in a positive way. I want to be the reason someone smiles. I want to be the reason someone feels is truly feeling joy. I want to be the reason why someone's life is just a little better. I just I honestly feel that 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 is something that I'm called to do and it's something that comes very naturally to me that and that's something that I figured out while I was looking at my childhood memories aspirations times when I was on top of the world's time when I was feeling my worst you know times when I was feeling my worst I wasn't pouring into anyone Mm -hmm. I was self-sabotaging myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when you're in that place you're not doing anyone any service or any good so I don't know. Those are, those are personal things for me that I long for. So what, so write down what it is that you long for to live in your life, to live a good life. Um, number six, look for patterns. I've already mentioned this before, the looking for patterns aspect of it, but when you are evaluating your emotions, there will be patterns that are coming along. You know, things that you've experienced in your childhood will tie into things that you've experienced on your worst day as an adult and the best day of your adult. And just, it all can tie together. There there are patterns there. So just as you're writing, just it's kind of like you circle the words that keep Mm -hmm. on arising throughout all of your answers. Um, Also, as far as pattern goes, what images are coming to mind when you're answering these questions, when you're thinking about them? 
What words are repeating themselves? Is there a reoccurring theme? Is it dark? Is it happy? Is it involving yourself? Is it involving other people? Is it involving certain kinds of people? Is it involving a position? So number seven, summarize your findings. Write down the words and the phrases and the themes that you've noticed. So it's just piggybacking off of looking for your patterns. So just write them down. This is pro- that's probably where you could use all kinds of like fun pins. Yes. That's what came to my mind as how cool would it be to have a journal and you go and actually circle and use those different colored pins for each of these steps. Ooh, I like that. I get excited by hey that. Hey guys, if you're doing this, do that. <laughs> Follow Mary. I like, that would be really fun. I think I would like to revisit this. I think the two of us, mm-hmm. I think that would be fun to mm-hmm. do together. Um, so then number eight, it was one of my favorite steps. Um, this is what Elise Enriquez refers to as your shitty first draft. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love the authenticity about it, you know, because I feel like leading up to this, the thought of uncovering your why and figuring out what it was, it just seemed so polished Mm -hmm. and perfect and all of that. And Elise was just very raw and real. Your first draft is going to suck. It's going to be really shitty. Just write it out and go from there. Right? I mean, that takes away so much pressure. So much pressure. I think people who are growth oriented tend to be achievers and tend to be perfectionists. Mm-hmm. So throw that out the window. And yeah. it sounds like she has really given the tools to allow you to feel comfortable to write that shitty first draft. Oh, Just get it out there. Completely. I mean, writing a shitty first draft is better than not writing anything mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely. So. Once you've summarized the emotions of your experiences and you've recognized the language that has been associated with it, that is when you finally can write your first draft. Write down something you do plus the result of what you want to do and or create. So for example, my why is show others their value so they have the confidence to live out their potential. Once you have your draft written out, acknowledge how it makes you feel. I wrote down, (laughs) after I wrote my shitty first draft, I wrote down, gives me butterflies, and then started drawing butterflies. Shitty butterflies to go with my (laughs) shitty first draft. I'm a terrible, (laughs) I'm not the best artist. (laughs) But, I mean, it truly did. It made me feel butterflies, and my first draft ended up being my why because I, I just felt it. Mm-hmm. I, and that's not to say that I can't revisit it in the future and probably add some more cooler verbiage in it. But I mean, that is what I truly felt in my heart in that moment. So does your first draft give you butterflies? Does it make you feel like you're falling flat? Does it excite you? Does it make you feel sad? And whatever emotion that it's causing you to feel, if it's not a positive one, don't continue pressuring yourself to write it go away take a break read a book have a conversation take a bath do whatever you need to do to decompress because a lot of these questions are very Mm thought-provoking and just kind of lead you to just tap into some some possibly dark spots that you don't necessarily want to revisit so just take your time revisit it and i just write it when you're ready i think that's really important too help people be aware that it's okay for this to bring up hard things Mm -hmm. and emotions that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and something 
I'm a big proponent of therapy, so oh, same girl. My therapist helped me really work through some of that, and to not feel this pressure to not to not judge your feelings. If you feel a certain way, process it, let yourself feel that, and revisit it. And so I think it could be really beneficial that as you're feeling those hard feelings, let yourself feel it. And then go back the next day or after you've processed, you've done something lighter and see how your emotions have changed about it. Yeah. That speaks volumes Mm -hmm. about each stage of your life. And every part of your life has, is one of those seeds that are carrying you and literally fertilizing the ground that you're growing in now. And so get through the hard stuff and know that it's the hard stuff that really makes you, you as well. Oh, absolutely. And it's, this is kind of an opportunity where you can take the hard things and be proud of them. Mm -hmm. Be proud of the things that you have overcome that are leading you to where you are right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we talked about it in failing forward that you have to fail forward in order to succeed. You need to experience the mess. And I mean, this just ties into it. When you look back at your life, the messy things can turn into value and can turn Mm -hmm. into your biggest strengths. And I think that's so exciting. Yes. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have the mess that I have growing up or experience what I had, I would be so soft Mm -hmm. and just weak. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would, I don't know. I just... I'm really, really grateful for the challenges and for the things that I thought just sucked (laughs) because they have, they all tie into the why. Yeah. They shaped you into who you are. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to like be really vulnerable with you guys and tell you that my why is creating safe spaces for people to be who they're designed to be. And my dad died when I was in first grade. And as a first grader, you can't process emotions very well. So a lot of my hard stuff came from that event. However, it was not directly. And I realized that I always had this desire to care for other people, even though I, you know, I was a first grader. I didn't fully understand that. And yet I wanted people to feel comfortable in their emotions And so for me, I look at that could have been something that you take and you let it harden you. However, I realized that it showed me a way that's such an important thing to pay attention to is how you felt and responded to big events like that. Mm -hmm. My family was one that I don't think we talked about emotions very much. And so it was, it was just part of it. I had that desire to let people know it's okay to feel however they want to feel and that this is a safe space. So that's just one example of how our mess and our, the things that we have had in our lives, that these things don't happen to us. We use those events and they shape us and we take what we've learned and we utilize it. It's, there's nothing that happens in your life that nothing happens to you. Mm -hmm. It's helping you grow. And if our one true desire in life is to live our life to the fullest that we can, mm-hmm. to be who we're designed to be, to live out our personal why, we have to accept all of the stuff. We have to. That's our only choice. Um, there is, there's this, it was a Tony Robbins, it's the Tony Robbins thing on Netflix, who is your guru? Or, yeah, or I'm not I, your guru. That's it. Yes. Um, I'm not going to quote this 
verbatim or anything, but, um, he says there, he was talking to this one person who was upset with their parents, I believe. And he was saying, if you're going to, he basically was saying like, if you're going to, um, hold against the bad parts about them, you really need to acknowledge the good parts as well, Mm -hmm. because it's not all bad, you know, Mm -hmm. like nothing is infinitely bad. There's always good. Yeah. So it's just like how you were saying about like the bad situations, the hard situations. I mean, like, I'm so sorry for what you had to go through when you were in first grade, but I mean, you would be completely different had you have not have gone through that and you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to possibly help as many people had Mm -hmm. you have not gone through that. Yeah. And I know for me with my personal why, the reason why I'm so passionate about helping people uncover their values so they can live out their potential is because I spent... 24 years trying to find my value. I spent, I mean, up until age 22, I spent my life kind of as just a shell of a person, just someone who was just getting by no purpose. And to be honest, it always looked like I was having a lot of fun and I truly was happy. However, it wasn't, I wasn't living in a way that was conducive to growth. I didn't Mm -hmm. have a purpose. I did, although I was happy as far as most people know, there was just such an emptiness on the inside and I didn't know what I was good at. I didn't know that I had any value. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that people saw me in a, I don't know, in a high regard. Mm -hmm. I just, and once I surrounded myself with people who helped me see my value and learn it, I was able to live out my potential. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's so many other people who are walking through life feeling the same exact way. Of course, at the time I felt completely alone, but now through conversations, I've learned that other people feel that way as well. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like my personal mission, my personal mission just to, you know, bring out the value in people mm-hmm. so they can live a better life than they ever could have expected. Cause I would have never expected in a million years that I'd be sitting here with you recording a podcast, pouring into people, doing working jobs that we absolutely love mm-hmm. on surrounded by people who are like instrumental to our growth and are always pushing us to get better. And I don't know, honestly, I'm just like feeling so emotional and full of love right now. (laughs) Gratitude is what gratitude is like the highest energy. Isn't that true? And so it's like, we're feeling so much gratitude to our past that of course we're going to get emotional. Yes. Um, And I just want you to know too, I see that in you all the time and just your conversations with being intentional to, for example, you always say nice things to me and I'm like, and it's not like an, an ego thing. It's just like you truly make a point to say those things to people when you see them. You don't just like go about your day and say, oh, wow, they did a good job. You make a point to let that be known to that person. So you're living out your why. And I see that. I told myself, this was probably about a year ago, I told myself I needed to stop robbing people of compliments because I would think nice things in my head all the time, but I wouldn't say it to anyone. Like... For as far as the other person now, like I probably had just like a very straight face. I was looking <laughs> angry or miserable. And, but really in my head, I'm just like, oh my gosh, your smile is beautiful. Your shoes rock. <laughs> but you like, you were so nice, but I wasn't saying any of yeah. it. So I'm just like, why am I not saying these nice things to people? Yeah. All I do is make them happier. So that's so good. Thank you, Mary. So good. So one thing that really helped us solidify our whys, as Bridget said, was taking the finder test. So it basically is this, like, you have to be in a good mindset when you take it. And it gives you a top five strengths 
So my top five strengths are harmony, learner, discipline, analytical, focus. And once I got my results, I was like, whoa, it makes sense. (laughs) And that is so me. And it's interesting because they have, you need to look it up. It's um, Gallup Strengths Finders. We're going to link it. We'll link it here so you guys can get get it in the show notes. Um, It really gave me so much, I guess, confidence of, oh, okay. So these things I thought I knew about myself, I really do know. It's just like you said, paying attention to what brings you energy. What are the things that looking back, you felt on top of the world doing? Honestly, when I'm focusing and working on a project, I feel so good. Mm. I love being analytical and I have discipline. And so for me, learning my top five strengths really helped me to, I think it just affirmed my why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... (laughs) It's so funny because when I found out my strengths, I had the complete opposite reaction of you (laughs) as you, I, um, so my top five strengths are one developer, two positivity, three includer, four empathy, five arranger. And at the time when I took this, I was just like trying to figure out, like I was going through a time where I was comparing my insides to other people's outsides. And, you know, I was seeing my husband thrive in his position and just how happy he is and his doing real estate sales. And I'm just like, huh, like, I love what I'm doing too, but maybe the strengths will find out, like, will help me guide me to what I should really be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I see these and I was like, includer, positivity, empathy, like how that can't like be turned into a scalable job. I mean, like, I want to do something for the rest of my life that I'm super passionate about. And I'm just like all of these will make me a good friend. And I just was so unsatisfied. But then, you know, of course, perspective change <laughs> eventually came in. And it's just like, oh, I am a developer. I can recognize and cultivate the potential in others. And that is instrumental to my team and my team's success. You know, the positivity, I felt like since that was something that came naturally to me, I was just like, well, that's stupid. I mean, like anyone can be positive if they change their mind. But I don't know. It is it's a strength. I was told that it's my strength, so it's my strength. <laughs> and includer, you know, like including those who feel left out. And I do enjoy arranging things and I do have a lot of empathy. So it's just like in my position as a director of ops for CKP, these are all instrumental strengths to our success. And at the time, I just wasn't seeing it. Mm-hmm. However, now, and it's, I'm not just finding this all out now that I like it, it was a while ago. But it truly does tie into my why, which I wasn't expecting at all. So it's just like all of these things solidify that we are on the right track with our whys. Yes. So if you want when if you want to dig deeper into finding your why, I highly suggest taking this test. Mm-hmm. I believe you can either find your top five results or Mary, didn't you go all I in? Went, <laughs> as I would, because I am quite focused. True Mary fashion. <laughs> yeah, I purchased, so you can purchase, I think it's $20, $19.99 for your top five. And then it's honestly like $75. So I must have been in a very good place financially to be willing to spend that much. How many strengths did they there, tell you? you get, there's 34. So okay. there's 34 total. And what was interesting to me more than anything was looking at my bottom. Mm -hmm. And it was just like one of those interesting things because 
I, <laughs> I literally analyzed it. I'm like, okay, this makes sense because of this. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it really was. And I think it's a great way to communicate when you know that about yourself, you can interact better with others. And so totally, it just made sense. So you can, yeah, get your top five, which I think is very helpful, or you can download your full like 34. Yeah. Um, just do you just do you. <laughs> so, so strengths finder really is just one of those tools that we use to help us gain self-awareness. It's just another piece of the pie. Um, and it, it really is like self-awareness helps you to be able to work through those eight steps. It helps you to be able to view your past, view your presence with clarity. It's not who you think you should be. It's who you truly, truly are. Mm -hmm. Um, and really when we uncover our personal, why you're going to have a greater sense of purpose and you're truly going to be able to work your worth. So we want to end on a quote now because we think that's just the cool thing to do in podcasts. <laughs> so we're going to start that now. So Bridge, why don't you close us out with our <laughs> quote from our, our wonderful inspiration today? Okay. This quote comes from Simon Sinek's TED Talk. <laughs> there are leaders and there are those who lead. Leaders hold a position of power or authority. Those who lead inspire us. We follow those who lead, not because we have to, but because we want to. Boom. You guys work your worth this week. We're really excited to continue our conversations. Yes. Slide into our DMs and let us know how you're working your worth. We want to hear from you. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Work Your Worth podcast. Hey, just like go over to the iTunes store, like, subscribe, and rate us. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.